tarts are sweet and Shakespearean, but as New Zealand comedian and writer Deb Phyllis says, you want a taste, careful how you answer that question. This tart's not cheap. Actor and casting director Andrea Callend is bringing her one-woman show, A Tart on Tour, to the state at Bats Theatre as part of this year's Tahi Festival, which celebrates solo theatre. What started out as five short stories for Callend became a full play with 35 characters. And Andrea joins me in the studio now. Kia ora, Andrea. Kia ora. Lovely to have you on the show. What's it been like being able to flex those acting muscles again? Oh, it's it's amazing, especially, um, you know, 35 different characters, some of whom I hadn't performed for, uh, well, shall we say, 50-odd years. And, uh, you know, just bringing them back to the surface and exploring them again and getting a chance to show them, yeah. This is a memoir, an yes. autobiographical show, and the themes involve, you know, addiction, rehab, family conflict. Was that hard to write that? Was it hard to have to sort of tap into that and remember those moments and, you know, when it all happened, the memories? Um, Well, I was helped with that because I I was sort of prepared to do Once Over Lightly, but I I worked with Deb Filler, who was my dramaturg, and she was having none of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, we we just just went there. And um, there's, uh, there's, you know, throughout the show, there's, uh, you know, everything's going really well for the, for the for the young actor and, and then there's always this side thing this pull of the addiction and um and so uh you know uh, deb really drew all that out of me and uh you know i think it's made made for a much better show are you glad that happened yes yes i'm really mm. glad I, I mean i i think it's it's good for me but as well as that um in the audience we often have uh, you know, people who either know someone or perhaps they're a little worried about their own behaviour, you know, and I think anything that, uh, any art that can kind of bring those sort of things to the surface is, um, you know, it's it, it's good for, for people to be able to observe somebody being brave enough to admit to that. What's been the reaction from people who've seen the show? Uh, well, when I did it the first time at, um, at the queue up, uh, you know, down in the basement there, um, it's called the um, no. It's not the loft. It's the other one. The downstairs. The other one. The is it? No, I was going to say the rangatira. The vault. The, or the cellar. The vault. The vault. <laughs> the vault. The we vault. got there in the end. <laughs> this is in Tamaki Makoto. Yeah. And uh, on opening night, uh, you know, people clapped, and I, I went back on and had another clap, and then I went off. And um, Colin McColl, who had helped me uh, set up the lights. He said, they're not going to leave. You've got to go out there. So I actually went out into the audience after the show, still in my costume and makeup and everything, because people wanted to talk. So they were just sitting in the audience. They were just sitting in the audience and just kind of maybe talking to each other, but just sort of ruminating. So um, I've done that every night since, and it's it's the first time in any theatre production that I've ever done that uh, that's felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah, amazing. And you, you go out still in costume. Yeah, Amazing, incredible. And you're playing, you're one person playing 35 characters. Mm-hmm. And I've read the script and it feels quite fast paced. I, I'm i not sure if that's what it's like on stage, but it feels quick in my mind. Mm. How do you remember all those different characters? How do you keep them separated in your mind? Um, well, it, it, you know, when I on opening night, I was terrified, you know, that I was going to leave out whole chunks, leaving the audience thinking, "How did that? Happen? Who's that?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is that it it does have a time sequence, and in my mind, 
you know, I have, okay, so when I leave Tonganui, I, I know I go to Auckland, you know. So because it's my life, <laughs> I, uh, I can remember what happens next. And uh, most of the time, I mean, the thing about it is a lot of the language is really beautiful, not necessarily all through my own efforts. I had uh, the lovely Paul Sonne, who had worked on uh, Shortland Street for most of the time that Shortland Street had been going. And he's got this really amazing way of getting a really succinct, sentence that puts a picture in people's minds so I want to get those I want to be I want to honour those words and sometimes as an actor I get a bit lazy and think (laughs) oh well I'll say that instead of that but I I try and um, I do get help from friends to kind of try and bring it back to the actual script yeah because it's about your life, uh, these characters are all based on people you know they Mm. are based on real people did you feel a certain pressure when when writing and fleshing out these characters to portray them in some way? You know, if they're based on real people, did you feel a, a need to, yeah, either be kinder to them, if that's a um, fair question? Well, there's two aspects to that. One of the characters is um, well, was an early teacher of mine, and I did change that person's name. But anybody who knows anything about the history of New Zealand theatre would know who I'm talking about, but just, you know... <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, But the other people I said, uh, you know, I'm going to use you in my show. Are you okay about it? Mm. And um, yes, they've all, you know, everybody that's um, that's being portrayed has said, yes, that's all right. Me. And I suppose I have been maybe a little kinder or maybe um, they think I haven't been kind enough. Mm. Interesting. And you were a casting director for 27 years. Yeah. 15 of those uh, were for Shortland Street. That's right. And along the way, you nurtured a lot of young actors. Actually, that was one of my first serious auditions was with you for yes. Shortland Street. I was very, you were very I was good. so nervous, so intimidated. <laughs> Um, but some of the young actors you've nurtured, are, you know, been KJ Apper, who's yes. in the Riverdale series on Netflix. It's been very successful. And Thomas and Mackenzie, a lot of films. What, why did you feel compelled to help and nurture these young actors? Well, I mean, Shortland Street is a factory and it, it's a very fast turnover and they needed that support. They needed somebody, you know, a kind person. And um, myself and my assistant, we took turns to actually, you know, uh, transport them to school and back and, and, you know, and just generally kind of, you know, help them with their lines and yeah. and encourage them to do their schoolwork if they were into that and clap mm. at their TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so they, you know, they're, they're still young. And in fact, they work harder than the actors because they've still got to go to school. So, you know, they've got Long these two, two lives that they're, they're, they're trying to live simultaneously. Mm. And, they, you know, because they, they're high achieving children, usually, um, they did want to do their schoolwork well and, and go to school as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And in 1982, you went back to work after six weeks, you went back on stage, after six weeks after your son was born, bringing your son with you to work. What was the reaction to that? Uh, Well, I was very lucky. We were on tour in a bus and um, my husband was the stage manager. So there were two of us looking after the child. But it was one of those shows where it had a young uh, cast and then a much older cast. And and we were hardly ever on stage together. So I had these beautiful older women who were playing the nuns in Once a Catholic, people like Dorothy McKeague, uh, who were very clucky. And so (laughs) when I was on stage, they were upstairs in the dressing room sort of poking him and hoping to wake him up <laughs> so that they could play with him. Yeah, so I was, uh, that was a, 
you know, it was a particularly ideal situation where, you know, I had lots and lots of support. And, um, yeah, Jonathan Hardy just, you know, just had that... Um, that idea that, you know, he wanted, this was the actor he wanted and yeah. the fact that and she had a child, well, you know, we just all go with it. So you make it work. I was lucky, yeah. That's great. And you stepped away from Shorten Street in 2020. Yeah. And that was after a long time. What what made you decide to do this play now? And, and, and you know, why, why bring it to stage now, this one about your life? Um, well, I had been working on those five short stories you talked about mm. um, with Catherine Burnett, and I'd sort of um, I'd rustled them into shape, and then I started doing a workshop with um, with Deb Filler, and she said, "This has to go. You know, you you have to do this you, because that's the sort of work she does as well. Her her characterisation mm. um, is kind of like." you know, absolutely fabulous. And I learned a lot from from working with her. So, um, and it was a vision of mine that I I wasn't going to stop being an actor just because, you know, I'd reached the the magic age. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I've got time. I've got time to do it. I I never had time to do this sort of thing, um, you know, while I was working at Shortland Street. It just, you know, took over my whole life, really. Uh, But... um, you know, now I have all the time in the world and I can give it the, you know, the time that it needs to justify, yeah. And are you going to keep touring it? Is that the plan? I'd, I'd like to start touring it around. There's there's a company that um, takes it to all the little um, uh, community halls, quite small community halls all around New Zealand. So I'm doing some research into that and how that would work maybe in 2025. Mm. I think with so many characters, it's a show where, Almost everyone can find a piece of themselves some, somewhere in the show. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, I think so. I, I've got my lovely Auntie Tessie, who's a dyed in the wool, uh, Tomra Nui, you know. Uh, she, she's, you know, she's absolutely wonderful. And, and playing her, I know that women, those practical women that, that exist in every community, would say, yeah, yeah, we've got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Got an Auntie Tessie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you for your time today, Andrea. That's actor and casting director Andrea Calland. Andrea's one-woman show, A Tart on Tour, will be at Bats Theatre in Wellington from the 6th to the 16th of September as part of the Tahi Festival.